episode of City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy and we're gathered here once again to continue our reading of the Philokalia, in particular the volume entitled Writings on Prayer of the Heart. And over these weeks and months we've been considering the writings of Hezekiah of Jerusalem, his texts on sobriety and prayer. And uh, today we'll be looking at his thoughts in particular on the influence of demons, how they seek to distract us from the pursuit of attention and purity of heart. Uh, we'll also be considering uh, why the, the fathers call this the art of arts and the science of sciences, that is, this uh, fostering of the practice of purity of heart and unceasing prayer. We're picking up today on, at paragraph 118 on page 302 if you're following along in the text. In 118, Hezekiah begins by saying, the demons lead us into sin always by means of deceptive fantasies. It's a curious thing, isn't it? That it's through uh, our minds uh, and through a kind of psychological battle that uh, the, the spiritual battle is fought, that ideas, images, fantasies are put before us or our own negligence in, in this regard, uh, the thoughts that we allow into our mind or the things that we expose ourselves to are used against us to pull us away from our attention to God. Thus, he says, they moved with the impious Judas to betray our Lord, God of all, by dreams of riches and love of gain, by false dreams of physical well-being, worthless in itself, of honor, wealth, glory, they drove him to kill God and later to kill himself by hanging, and thus they prepared eternal death for him, the exact opposite of all they pictured to him in their dreams or suggestions, the deceitful ones. So Judas himself becomes a primary example for us, that even though he was so close to the Lord and even though he saw all that the Lord could do, the miracles, you know, that he listened to the teachings, that he was e easily uh, drawn astray by, by thoughts, images of earthly riches and glory that leads then to the crucifixion of our Lord and then leads also to his own despair over his action uh, to the point that he commits suicide. He goes on to say, so look and learn how the enemies of our salvation cast us into perdition by deceptive dreams and empty promises. Satan himself fell like lightning from the heights of heaven in just the same way when he dreamt himself equal to God. Later, by the same means, he cut off Adam from God, suggesting to him the dream of godly rank, omniscience. In this way, this false and deceitful enemy habitually seduces all sinners. So part of what Satan does is try to draw us astray uh, through our self-identity, uh, 
putting within our mind or uh, attracting us to the idea that we are greater than what we are, that we could share uh, by our own will and power, by seizing it as our own right, the qualities of God. Omniscience in the case of Adam, uh, equality with God with Satan himself, that both sought to let go of their uh, identity as creatures and to make themselves equal with God. And for Satan, we know that, that this led to an irreparable fall. Hezekiah continues in 120 by saying, Our heart is filled with bitter poison of evil thoughts. When growing negligent through forgetfulness, we stay away a long while from attention and the prayer of Jesus. But when moved by our love for divine things, we begin zealously to work at attention and prayer in the mental workshop, I'm sorry, workshop of the heart with firm determination it becomes once more filled with sweet sensation of delight and divine joy. And so we can become negligent in this practice. We lose our attentiveness to God, and we cease in that discipline of praying the Jesus prayer, and so find ourselves mired in our sin and mired in these temptations and evil thoughts. It's only when we begin once, once more to love the things that, uh, that are of God that we take up the discipline once more that we are called to. He says, then it is that we come to a steadfast resolve always to remain in the silence of the heart for no other reason than for the sake of the blessed sweetness and delight it brings the soul. And so again and again, we have to make a firm resolution and to renew our resolution uh, to remain focused upon God and to seek that which is above. Again, to hold uh, this sweetness of divine intimacy as the pearl of great price, that we are willing to sacrifice everything uh, in order to, to gain it. In paragraph 121, Hezekiah takes up what the practice of the fathers and the wisdom of the fathers is often called, the science of sciences and the art of arts. That uh, above all, this is something that is practiced, that is cultivated, that brings us to the highest good. And so in paragraph 21, he states, the science of sciences and the art of arts is the capacity to master harmful thoughts the best method and remedy against them is to watch with God's help for the appearance of their suggestion and always to keep the thought pure, just as we protect our physical eye, watching sharply for anything which might injure it and not letting even a speck of dust to come near to it. And so the discipline that we are called to, the, the watchfulness, is that we would not want to let one speck of impurity enter or make its way into our heart. And one can see why this is obtained by so few, uh, to separate ourselves from all that is sinful, from all that could lead to negligence or impurity, uh, is no easy uh, thing to do. Uh, the kind of self-discipline and the depth of the love of God that is needed is no doubt very rare in our world. 
He continues in paragraph by 122 by saying, Snow does not produce fire, water does not produce flame, nor the thorn figs. In the same way, the heart of man will never become free of thoughts, words, and deeds coming from the demons if his inner man is not purified and he does not combine sobriety with prayer to Jesus, does not acquire humility and inner silence, and does not press forward with all zeal. A soul which does, all, does not watch itself is inevi inevitably barren of good and perfect things, like a barren mule, for it has no understanding of spiritual wisdom. Invocation of the name of Jesus and freedom from passionate thoughts is indeed a blessed practice, for it brings peace to the soul. And so we cannot imagine that we can combine our participation uh, in the things of the world and the impurities of the world with the intimacy uh, with God that we are called to through this attention of heart as well as the unceasing Jesus prayer. Uh, nor can we imagine it with, without humility and, and silence to embrace uh, the things of the world and the distractions of the world, he says, is to make ourselves a barren mule, uh, that we produce no fruit that is worthy of the kingdom, and we have no knowledge of the kingdom as well. We suffer from a painful kind of ignorance of the things that are above. And finally today, in paragraphs 123 and 124, Hezekiah describes for us what it looks like for us to fall away from this attention of heart, what the heart begins to, to look like, and also what it means to once more firm up our, our resolution through repentance and taking up the disciplines once again. In paragraph 123, he writes, When the soul enters into a wicked agreement with the body, the two together build the city of conceit, and the pillar of pride, and beget unclean thoughts to live there. But by fear of hell, the Lord breaks up their agreement and separates them, compelling the mistress, that is the soul, to think and say things which are alien and opposed to the body, the slave. This fear creates a rift between them, as is said, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. So a kind of city of conceit uh, begins to emerge. Whenever we give ourselves over to the appetites of the body and when our thoughts and those uh, carnal appetites begin to, to work together, it's only when God supplies the grace that this unholy agreement is broken and then we begin to experience the, an inner dis-ease we begin to experience that the spirit is struggling against the, the appetites. And so a kind of inner discord begins to develop that, and finally leads us to a, a deeper repentance and conversion of heart. And finally, in 124, he tells us, Our daily deeds should be weighed hourly by paying attention to them. And in the evening, we should lighten their burden by repentance, as far as lies in our power, if we wish to conquer evil in ourselves with Christ's help. 
We should also watch to see whether we perform all our outer and visible deeds according to God, under the eye of God, and for the sake of God alone, lest through our foolishness we are robbed by some wrong feelings. And, and so to bring ourselves back to God or to make sure that we are on the path to God, we want to engage in a daily kind of examine. Not only do we want to watch every one of our thoughts throughout the course of the day, but at the end of the day, examine all of our thoughts and deeds to see whether or not they are in accord with the will of God. And then to allow our conscience to bring us uh, back to works of repentance that renew within our hearts the desire for God and the desire for purity of heart. That brings us to the end of this episode of City of Desert. Next week, uh, Hezekiah will begin to describe for us what this practice of purity of heart, attention of mind, means for us in regards to our interaction with others and the world around us. Uh, I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.